Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. As usual, we'll help you keep it running, at least the help we get from Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue. Might be a little foggy this morning. Morning, Dan. It was a little foggy coming in this morning. I did notice that. And... Do you and I were talking briefly uh, before uh, we went on about um, fog lights or some such thing, running lights? What, what 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 do some cars have, and do they work? Well, just lights in general. I noticed, uh, you know, that with these long days, yeah, uh, me included, we just have not been using our lights, you know, headlights, taillights, and That's all true. of that. And so, it made me think it's probably time for. Uh, me to mention to check your headlights and check your taillights and and check your lights and be sure that everything is turning on the way that it's supposed to because like it or not the days are getting shorter they really the, are the headlights and taillights are going to become necessary again. I and, saw a, a, a relatively I won't say a brand new car but I saw one that had a headlight out and I thought oh boy that's that's going to cost a couple of bucks from what you've told me. Well, they can. Yeah, if they're the, the uh, high-intensity lights, they can be very expensive to replace and deal with. And, you know, they have ballast. They're part of the computer system. They're, 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 uh, headlights have gotten complicated. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, if you have uh, any kind of car care question, you want to talk to, uh, I guess you still call yourself a mechanic, don't you? I do call myself a mechanic, yeah. Well, you are. Well, You're a yeah. technician. I'm You're a all, technician. all the above. All the above. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We've cleared the line, so if you uh, want to ask Dan your question by phone, uh, do that. Dan will be here till about uh, about a half hour, another half hour or so, till about seven forty five. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six, or you can send Dan a text at eight one eight zero seven eight one eight zero seven. You and I've uh, talked, and I would have mentioned that uh, I have a feeling I'm going to need a brake job. And I'll bring it to Lloyd's, of course, to get it done. Uh, what what happens? These are all disc brakes, I presume, in most cars. They are. Right? Well, nah, no. Nah, Still have drums? Yeah, I don't know if you could say most cars. Yeah, I think you can say most cars. More okay. than half the cars have four-wheel But I think mine brakes. has four four discs. Your definitely does has four-wheel disc brakes. Now, what what are the components of that? And when you do need uh, new brakes, what, what do you guys replace it with? Or, or Do you always replace parts? Well, you know, back, yes, we do. We And we replace all the parts. Uh, back in the old days, we used to take brake rotors off and machine the rotors and uh, put new brake pads in and you'd be on your way and a couple things have changed. One is brake rotors are, are so thin anymore when they put them on new. And brake pads have gotten so hard that uh, the brake rotors actually wear, you know, quite a bit uh, compared, okay. along with the brake pad. So when on 99% of the cars, when you replace the brake pads, you also replace the brake rotors. Uh, another reason that that happens is the labor costs for machining rotors has gotten so expensive it's cheaper to cheaper replace them. Cheaper is just new. <laughs> it's cheaper yeah. to replace them. Cheaper and better. And and so, uh, you know, most of the time when you get a brake job, you're going to get 
uh, new brake rotors along with it. And, uh, you know, the people will say, well, I can, I can get a brake job really cheap. I've looked and I've looked around and people sell them really cheap and you don't want a cheap brake job. No, <laughs> kind of a safety feature. Well, it's two things. It's, you don't, you don't, <clears throat> you don't want the products that they're going to use. That's a problem. And secondly, you don't want the procedures that they're going to use. The, a, a real brake job, the way that it's supposed to be done with cleaning everything and, and, and polishing everything and lubricating everything the way that it's supposed to be done, takes a long time. It and, does. And you need to pay for that, and you want to pay for that because that's the way you want it done. Yeah, so makes sense. Don't get a cheap brake job. That's not Because you'll get what you pay for. Well, that's not the place to save money. That's, no. Uh, good, you can save that's money a good other point. Places. Yeah. Glad you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, text number is 81807. The phone is 651-989-9226. Before we break, let's go to Jerry, who's calling uh, from Minneapolis. Jerry, you're on with Dan. Yes, good morning. I have a 98 Ford Escort ZX2 uh, with the automatic transmission, 108,000 miles. Every now and then at highway speeds in cruise, it'll drop out of overdrive, and the RPMs go way up high. And it won't correct unless I pull over, stop, and start over again, you know, from stop and then go. And then it corrects itself. Any idea what that is? Yeah, there's a solenoid that runs the overdrive. Um, <clears throat> there could be a problem with that solenoid. That would that would be where we would start. Um, or, you know, there could be a problem in the, in the – uh, there's a computer, of course, for the transmission. And there could be a problem in that. But here's what I would recommend is uh, with – that with what you're describing, there's a good chance that that condition is not one that would turn on the check engine light. Uh, however, that does not mean that when that happens, the transmission is not storing a code in the computer. So what I would recommend is that you bring it in and have both your engine and transmission computers scan for trouble codes, uh, see what kind of information they get out of it, and that might be a good lead on where uh, the problem is. The other thing that I would do, the next thing that I would do if, if the car was at my shop is check for service bulletins, see if there's if that's a common problem that happens with that car. And you can actually, if you want to search that yourself, uh, you know, do a Google search, you might find all sorts of information about that. And oftentimes uh, they'll point you in the right direction too. Okay. Very good, Jerry. Thank you for the call. Uh, Jerry leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. Or if you uh, want to... Send Dan a text with your car care question, 81807, 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Before we go back to the phones, Kathleen's waiting. Uh, where do we find you guys at Lloyd's? Well, the best way is to give us a call. Um, uh, somebody will be there this morning. Let me think. Big Nick will be there this Big morning. Big Nick, all right. At, uh, you can give us a call at 651-228-1316. In fact, that reminds me, Big Nick told me that we're really busy, so I'm going to have to work all morning. Oh, so you're really I'll you're, be there all morning, As soon morning as you too. get out of here, you're back there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you can find us on our web. Check out our new website oh, yeah. at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Very good. We'll give you that phone number before Dan leaves us today. Too. Dan, we'll be here till about 745, so don't wait. If you have a uh, car care question, uh, ask the uh, technician here. Get some free advice by phone or by text. 
Kathleen is waiting there in White Bear. Hi, Kathleen. Good morning. How can we help you? Um, I have about 30,000 miles on my 60,000 mile uh, tires. And all of a sudden, they seem to keep losing air, and I have to keep putting air in about every two weeks or so. There's a little thing comes on, the light comes on the dash. And I need to know what to do about it because it's getting a little tiresome. Yeah, well, you have probably plenty of life left on your tires, yes. but but I'm sure what's happened is uh, they've developed a leak somewhere. Uh, when you bring the car in, somebody will check the body of the tire to be sure that there's no nails or, or punctures in the tire and there's probably not more likely what's happened is where the where the tire seals against the rim has gotten all corroded and that the tires will need to be all taken off the rims the rims will need to be cleaned and uh, we put a lubricant on after we clean the rims put them all back together and that'll solve your problem any it's, idea on the cost on it oh i suppose they're 25 or 30 dollars per tire to oh, uh good. to do that to yeah Thank yeah. you very much. You're welcome. All right, Kathleen, thank you. Kathleen leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. I remember when you, uh, uh, my other car that I used to have, uh, did not have, uh, what would you call it, a, a tire sensor. I'm sure there were, but they didn't read it. Like in this car I have, you can actually read the poundage right. in the, each tire. The other car, it just said, you might check your right rear tire. It's a little low. Right. And I didn't. It, it didn't register anything. It looked, no, I take that back. It looked like it had enough air. But when you tested it, it was like 15 pounds yeah. instead of like 40. You know, there's two different systems uh, for tires. The computer system for the anti-lock brake system is sensitive enough to know if, if one of the four tires is turning at a de- different revolution than the rest of the tires, which, of course, if it was low on pressure, it would do that. So the car can measure it that way using the anti-lock brake system. And if it's using the anti-lock brake system, then it does not have a sensor in the tire uh, me- actually measuring the pressure. Okay. So on your new car, you can. Uh, there is actually a sensor in the tire, and through radio, radio frequency, it's broadcasting the uh, pressure to mm-hmm. the car. The car is receiving that, and then you can actually punch into your dash and see exactly how much air is in your tires. And they're, they're, that's trustworthy. Those, uh, I have found those uh, sensors to be very accurate. Oh, good. So uh, if, you're, if you have a system on your car and, and you're wondering if it's trustworthy or not, I have found that it is very trustworthy. You know what else I missed? I, still, I, I have it now in, in, in the vehicles we have at home, is a dipstick. I miss having a dipstick. Yeah. I, do people even check their oil? Anymore? Well, actually, it's frustrating for us as technicians because we're doing an oil change. And, of course, it used to be that every car on earth took five quarts of oil. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just not the case anymore. It's all over the board. So on every single car, we have to look up and and find out how much oil is in there. And then afterwards, on many cars, uh, after we change oil, it takes, you know, the car has to run to up to operating temperature and then sit for five minutes before you can actually read the mm-hmm. electronically read the level on the oh, oil. So yeah. it takes a long time. And so that gets to be frustrating for us. You know, we have to, of course have to get the level correct, but, uh, ain't like the old days. It ain't like the old days. You're right. I wish cars all had dipsticks too. Yes. Six, five, one, nine, eight, nine, nine, two, two, six. Text is eight, one, eight, zero, seven. We'll pick up on text messages in a moment or so. Larry, is calling from Andover. Larry, you're on with CCO with the Dan. 
Good morning. Morning. Um, I'm installing air conditioning on my 63 Chevy Impala, and the radiator has two fans, and one fan is set at 180, and the other one's at 195. And I guess he draw a lot of amperage. I'm wondering what size, if my alternator will handle it, or do I got it, what size alternator I'd have to put on it? I think your alternator probably will handle it. Um, uh, it does draw, you know, like on a, on that model, that's probably like a 70 amp or a, a 60 amp alternator and a fan certainly is not going to draw that much, that, that much. And, um, I th- I think even if you have your headlights on and I think if you have everything going along with those fans, I think that the alternator probably will keep up with that. If you bring it into a shop, if you brought it into our shop, I have amp probes and, you know, uh, that I, that, that, that I can uh, test and see how many amps the fans are drawing, uh, you know, go around the headlight switch and see how many amps the headlights are drawing. Add that all up. The main draws for power. I can add that all up and then see what the capacity is on your alternator and make and do the math on that and be sure that it that it actually is enough. But I think it probably is. You I always think. did like kind of electrical uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, detective work. Yeah, that's kind kind of my deal, and yeah. I understand it. And although. We, I do not understand electricity on a house at all. <laughs> you <laughs> stay away from that. Doesn't, a house does not have power and ground, and a, and a car does. So, okay. yeah, they're very different. But anyway. All right. Well, good luck. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for the call. We have to take a break. We have Kathy. Hang on. We'll be back with some more. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. As we said, 60 is our temp in the midst of our car care show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns. From Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, he'll be with us for, oh, about another 10, 12 minutes or so. Kathy, though, is in East Bethel with a question. Hi, Kathy. Hi. We recently, my husband and I bought a brand-new Subaru, and the the car that sells foot and shoulders was a partial zero-emissions vehicle that said we don't need that, so found us a different one. When we went to pick up the car the next day and drove it home, we realized, indeed, we had the um, PCEV. Well, that affects mileage, cost of the vehicle, repair of the vehicle. You know, I know we don't need it in Minnesota, but what, will that make a difference? Well, actually, I'm, I'm, I would think that, that the, uh, the standard that they're setting is, is kind of the standard that the manufacturer makes on most of their cars anyway. So no, it will not affect it. It's, uh, the car is, the car is built that way. It's, uh, uh, if anything, you might notice a little, well, you won't notice it because you won't know any difference. The, uh, in order, to, in order to, to improve emissions, they tune the car down a little bit. They change the timing and they change the valve timing. And, but they've gotten so sophisticated with their ability to do that that you don't even know that it's happening. And so uh, I think that what you got is, is probably a good thing for the environment and it's, it's uh, not a bad thing for you. So okay. be happy. Be happy with it. I yeah. think you'll be, you'll do okay. just fine. Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kathy. Appreciate the call. And we have texters too, Dan, who I know to, to neglect. Uh, somebody's uh, looking to purchase a used vehicle because we always say bring it into your Dan's or your favorite shop right. for a checkup. Anything to look for in buying a 2014 Prius? Uh, yes. You definitely need to have it checked. Uh, 
you think a 2014 Prius has got low mileage, nothing's worn out, it's just yeah. fine. But uh, could have a leak that you don't know about, yep. a fluid leak that you'd want to have checked out. You'd want me to look at it close enough to see that there's been no body damage to it and no significant repair. A 2014 of any anything, car. Any yeah. kind of car, yeah. My, my deal is that uh, if I can't find any body repair, then at least they've done a good enough job where uh, you don't need to worry about it. Okay. If I can find the body repair, then that's probably not a good thing, and you probably don't want to uh, don't want to deal with that. Here's a text that came in a bit ago, and maybe you can decipher this for me. I have a 99 Jeep Cherokee with 35-inch tires of 488 gears and lockers that I use for off-roading. I'm going through ball joints like crazy breaking the uppers. Can you recommend a heavy-duty set that will stand up better than OEM parts? They aren't much fun to replace all the time, and it isn't exactly a quick job. (laughs) (laughs) The reason that you're going through ball joints is when you have big wheels and and a lifted suspension, you've changed the geometry on the vehicle from what the manufacturer designed it for. And that's great. I mean, it's fine. it, It is what it is. It's what you want the vehicle for, and and that's why you bought it, and that's what you do for fun. Uh, What I would recommend is that you check with an off-road specialty company, and they probably have an adapter that you can install with that ball joint that will put the geometry back where it belongs, and you'll quit eating them up. Ah. When when you do what you've done to the car with the with the lift and the and the tires and so forth, um, it's not designed for to drive it as a normal driver and, and, you know, put a lot of miles on the vehicle. And if you do put a lot of miles on the vehicle, you wear stuff out. So that's what's going on. And uh, But I think your best bet would be to go to a professional off-road company and they'll be able to tell you what to get. Okay. Very good. And, and just to finish with sure. that thought, people do that all the time. I mean, that's a very, very common car to to uh, play with, and so there's all sorts of stuff available for it that will solve your problem. So fear not. Fear not. No, have fun with it. That's what you bought it for. 81807 is the uh, text number. Let's uh, go back to those, or or give us a call at 651-989-9226. See if I can decipher this. Uh, We have a 2008 uh, Hyundai Santa Fe, 118,000 miles. We had the evaporative control valve replaced because the car would not start and stay running when you filled up with gas, had to keep pressure applied to the gas pedal to keep it running all other times, the car starts just fine. With the new valve, it will start after filling up. It still runs rough for a few minutes, and that is fine. Any thoughts on what's wrong? Well, it's still you, you might still have a problem in your evaporative system. When you, when you um, first of all, let me tell you what the evaporative system is. When, when, uh, your vehicle is sitting or when you're driving the vehicle, the fuel system is, is supposed to be completely sealed from the environment so that you're not leaking gas vapor, raw gas vapor out into the environment. When uh, the system fails, one of the ways that it fails is a valve gets stuck open. Uh, when you're filling your car with gas, <clears throat> there's a number of valves that are supposed to be closed to isolate the gas tank from the engine and and maybe one more of yours is not being closed like it's supposed to. So when you're filling the car with gas, the gas vapors and perhaps even gas liquid is leaking through the evaporative system and into your engine. 
And so when you go to start the car, it's flooded. It's got way too much fuel, and uh, that's why you're having trouble. So the solution would be bring it back and, and have them do another check. I bet you have another solenoid that has failed, and, mm. and, and you'll need to do a little more repair on that. Okay. Let's go back to the phones. Ron is calling from North St. Paul. Ron, you're on CCO with Dan. Uh, yes, I'd like to know how long struts and shocks last on a car. Till they're broke. <laughs> yeah, no, they, um, there's two, two ways of testing them. One is to, to inspect them for leaks. The other is to, you know, actually get out and bounce the car and just see how it goes up and settles back into place. When, when you push down on the bumper of the car with your knee, the car should come back up and settle back down just once. If you get the car bouncing and it continues to bounce after you let go of the car, then the uh, the you know the shock has failed internally and needs to be replaced. And the other way to know is that if the car has a lot of miles on it, uh, and you've noticed that the ride has changed, uh, struts and shocks are one of the things that when we replace, people really do know notice a difference and they appreciate it. So uh, the failure happens slowly, so you get used to it, but the repair happens quickly. And you'll appreciate it when it happens. Very good. Dodie's calling from Edina, Minnesota. Go ahead, Dodie. Yes, I bought a 2015 uh, Lincoln MKZ about two years ago with 5,000 miles on it. And all of a sudden now, maybe in the last year, two times, it's all of a sudden the windows go down, the um, sunroof goes up for no good reason. And and I've only noticed it twice now when I've been in, when I pull it into my garage. So I don't know what's happening. It just all of a sudden does it. I don't touch anything. And, it, and I came down one day, and the all the windows are down, the things up, and I'm I'm wondering what's causing that. I don't know, but that's a problem, isn't it? If you park yes. outside and, and uh, yeah, the windows go down when it's raining, that's not good. Um, you know that the, the all of those things that you're describing report to a body control module, a computer on the car and uh, you'll need to bring that in and get some help and have that, uh, have somebody check that body control module. But, but I suspect there's something going on in there. Sometimes we find that, that, uh, you know, those body control modules are sometimes stored underneath the front seats. And if some water has leaked into the car or something, or if some moisture has gotten into that body control module, it can, it can short it out and cause those types of symptoms. But at any rate, if you bring it in, I think that there's a pretty good chance that they'll find some error codes in that uh, body control module, and perhaps the uh, the module itself will need to be replaced. Okay. CCO time is 741. Certified Cadillac's on sale up to 40% off the original MSRP. Check out McCarthyAuto.com today. In the Twin Cities, we have 60 degrees. Dan, we have a couple of minutes to go left uh, in the show, and I'm going to try to see if we can't grab a couple of text messages uh, here's the one. I have a sports car. It takes seven quarts of synthetic oil. If I put about 2,000 miles a year on it, how often should I change the oil? Well, I would change it every year. So once you know, a year would well, be good in that case? Not because it gets dirty or because the uh, oil gets worn out or because the mileage, but just because it sits yeah. and is not used very often. I think that uh, it's just a good idea to, to drain that out and get all the contaminants out of it so that it's not stored with those contaminants out yeah. of it. And uh, so I know it's uh, – and, and I, I wouldn't recommend 
switching from synthetic oil. It's it's just a little bit more money, and and I think it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, to to do it, but but I think that uh, at a very minimum, it should be changed once a year. Here's a text from a customer of Lloyd's Automotive for over 25 years. How about that? Yeah. Not to sound pretentious, but I'm considering purchasing a showroom condition 2002 Ferrari 360. The question is, will you service it? Uh, I'm not not sure. (laughs) I don't know what that, I mean, I know what a Ferrari is, but uh, in fact, I saw one the other day. Yeah. Um, You know, that's uh, when we get into those specialty cars. The trouble is, uh, in order for it to be cost effective for me to work on your car, you're paying me to go to school. You know, by oh. the time by the time I learn about, not that I can't do it, and if it was my own car, I would do it. But, but uh, I'm not sure that we're the most efficient place to to have that done. There are places Funny. I presume that oh, just yeah, do these yeah. specialty. Right. Yeah. There's lots of places that just work on those uh, exotic those cars. exotic cars, yeah. but. Um, Funny enough, most of our software, most of our computer software does adapt to all those. Uh, there's not very many cars on the planet that we can't uh, interface with the computer and get the information that we need out of them. So anyway, I don't know. We'll see. All right. That's an intro. But obviously this person is still a customer of Lloyd's and probably will still be a customer. Yeah, no I hope what so. It, yeah. At, at the very least, I want to see the car. That sounds like a yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> all right. One more, and then I think we have to let right. you go. We have a 2013 Ford Focus with 62,000 miles. We are getting notices in the mail regarding a class action lawsuit due to jerking problems with the electronic transmission. Do you have any knowledge of this issue? You know, I would recommend that you do a a, uh, web search on that and see if there's any service bulletins. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. With regards to that, because um, the the class action lawsuit is one thing. Uh, I would not be very interested or, or care much about that uh, if there is a manufacturer's service bulletin regarding that. I would be very interested in that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would I would do a little more research on that. One more, then we got to go. Two thousand four Grand Marquis, one hundred seventy five thousand miles. Some say differentials may become a problem. What indication should I see or hear or feel in driving? Um, if, if it starts to bind up, there's clutches in the differentials. And if you are turning the corner and you feel resistance, then uh, and there may be a problem, but the problem might be as simple as changing the fluid. And maybe changing the fluid is on your service schedule anyway, so you should uh, check that. And if the fluid uh, is due for service, do that first before you do All anything right. else. And if you want to get in touch with the folks at Lloyd's Automotive, how do we do that? Give us a call this morning, 651-228-1316. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or uh, stop on by, 982 Grand Avenue between Lexington and Victoria. Next couple of Saturdays, we'll be live from the fair. Dan. Sounds good. I'll look forward to it. Thanks, Dan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.